with Kehoe. My name is Kehoe. Tea's sitting right next to me. A simple black tea. Very soothing, gentle black tea. Sweetened and creamed to my liking. So how are you guys doing today? I am fine. I'm doing well. Back from New York. So I don't have to search for this tea. I know exactly where it is. I know exactly where it was. So this tea was easy to find. The trip to New York was amazing, and it was fun for a couple reasons, because when I've been to New York in the past, it's always been for a specific reason, and only basically there for that reason. Excuse me. So when I had the chance to go there, and now why I was there was a good reason. I was training for the census job that I now have, doing surveys for the census, and the daytime was full of training, 8.30 to uh, 4.30, full day, and afterwards, I had time, I had all night, now it started getting dark about five o'clock, five five thirty. So, almost all my exploration happened in the dark. It looked like, you know, I might have been out all night long, or felt like I was out all night long, because night, darkness, nighttime. At least that, you know, when it's six o'clock, you don't think, you know, it's evening still. It's still the beginning of, you know, the evening just feels dark or looks dark it feels dark or feels dark looks dark it feels like night it feels like boy it could be 10 o'clock it could be six o'clock so uh but I basically would get out and go explore and what I would do is I would pick something that night uh first night I was in town. I really didn't have a game plan. I just decided to go out for a walk and discover my neighborhood where the hotel was and what was around the immediate, say, three or four block radius. And in doing so, found the World Trade Center and uh, the new World One World Tower and the Oculus, which was, was... it's an amazing building right down in the financial district, right across the street from uh, the Ground Zero Memorials and everything. So that was night one. I explored that and found that my hotel, I looked on a map beforehand and thought, well, maybe I can get over that way, not thinking and just not putting together how close the streets are in that part of New York. It's very, very, it's old New York. So it's not built for cars. It was built for carriages and 
pedestrians. So some of the older neighborhood streets are a bit thinner and smaller and closer together. So it was really not that far of a walk at all from my hotel to World Trade. And then um, night two, I believe that was the night I, that was Monday night. I think that's the night I decided to walk. Oh, no, I went up to Greenwich Village, I believe it was. And uh, I, I'm even forgetting now. I should have you know wrote it down. I have photos, uh, which I will share some photos of uh, the excursions I took. But I'm pretty sure this was the uh, Brooklyn Bridge night. And I decided to walk across the Brooklyn Bridge... And uh, it was beautiful. It was absolutely fantastic. And that, on the way back, that's when I found Chinatown and my search for tea. So that had to be Tuesday. So that was Tuesday because that was the night I Chinatowned and uh, found my tea. So Monday, it was, I walked up to Greenwich Village and Chelsea and the West and, you know, West Village or West Side Village, whatever that neighborhood over there and found some neat, fun things and uh, enjoyed myself. Wednesday night, went up to the Bronx to Yankee Stadium, had never been, so didn't get inside, of course, but walked around uh, the front side of it, I would guess you would say. Gate four and gate five, and uh, took the train in and out of Brook of the Bronx because I didn't want to walk all that way. But on my and on my way back, I I caught that really early in the night. I got out and got to the hotel fast enough, and didn't realize the train would get me up there so quickly. I hopped on the express. And got up to the Bronx with plenty of time for a couple of daylight shots. So that was the only real day that I got some daylight in my pictures. Because we got out about 15 minutes or so earlier than we expected. So I could get back to the hotel fast enough. I knew where I wanted to go. It was just a quick change. Out the door I went. Because I was hoping to catch some daylight, and I luckily did. So that was fun. <clears throat> but on the way back, I got off at 59th, I believe it was, or 83rd or 80-something, and started to walk down and found the Guggenheim and a bunch of museums down uh, Fifth Avenue there, and then walked into Central Park, walked around, and found some nice little spots that I'd been to before, but now it's like, oh, okay, I know exactly where these are now. And the more I go, the more I'm becoming familiar with certain parts of the city. And then ended up walking down to 53rd. And at that point, uh, found comedy sports where they performed their theater, where they performed their comedy sports. And, you know, no one was there. But I was happy to walk by it and saw a couple of, that's the night I went and uh, saw a bunch of really those crazy high 
thin, tall skyscraper apartment buildings they're making down just like on 59th, I believe it is, and 53rd. There's one or two or something like that. They are crazy thin and crazy tall, and I just can't imagine living in something that, you know, it just seems like the air, you know, they got to be swaying all the time. I can't, I couldn't imagine. I'd probably get seasick being in, like, the high floors. I don't know, but maybe that's just, you know, my feeling, because there were points when the hotel we were staying in was a 50 floor hotel and I was only on floor seven but I could have sworn at times I could feel a shake meaning up at the very top it was shaking a bit much or a lot to make the seventh floor feel like it's it's just shimmying and maybe it was just me maybe I wasn't you know maybe I'm just nuts I don't know but that's what I sort of felt like I could feel it um, so, I don't know, maybe that's just me, um, Thursday was just, uh, I think I just decided to go up to, uh, where did I end up going, uh, Soho, and up Thompson Square, and, uh, Washington Square Park, and a whole bunch of other little fun little excursionly spots that uh and then Friday I just decided I wasn't supposed to be there Friday they extended my day my travel you know, one more night so I, I left in the morning so I had a night left so I just went down to uh for uh 42nd street and looked at the big lights and Radio City Music Hall and found uh 30 Rock, Rockefeller Center, saw the Ice Skaters, uh, FAO Schwartz, and did a whole bunch of, you know, more things I didn't find. And, uh, but how I would do it, I was, I would pick that spot and then just make my way eventually down back to the hotel. And I probably walked... Uh, tens and over 50 miles. I'm going to bet you I I walked over 50 miles in those five nights. Uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I was there six nights. And I bet you I well over 50 miles in those six nights. Uh, I would bet you the Brooklyn Bridge is that whole excursion back and around uh, walking from you know, 84th to 42nd Street. I mean, that's 40 blocks. That's many miles, I would assume. I don't know. I just, I don't ever mapped out. I should have had steps and pacing so I could see how long I was walking, but hmm. it was still, my feet were killing me. Had a blister on my left toe, uh, the second toe in that was just so bad, a big, big old blood blister, kind of gross. And then just pain in my right heel, uh, right near the base, you know, like near the arch of the heel, and the heel itself was just killing me. And the first few days, 
once I was up and walking, it was fine. It would it would take care of itself, and then I, I wouldn't feel it. It was like normal. But by Friday night, I was having a tough time. The heel was just sore all night, and that blister was its biggest. It was, and it got to 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 its biggest point, and I had to like walk around with my left toes crunched up in a way that relieved the pressure on the blister and then gently walking on my heel. Uh, I probably should have stayed in. I probably should have just hung out at the hotel, but come on. It's New York City. I have a chance to explore and see what there is in this giant city and town. And uh, Oh, and Thursday. No, Thursday was... I went down on the Wall Street and did all that stuff late later at night when everyone was gone. And I apologize, it's now, I'm now remembering it, that Monday night I went up through into Soho and Washington Square Park and then back through and around into Ch- Chelsea and Greenwich Village. So, uh, And while on Thompson Street, Th- Thompson Avenue or Thompson Street, uh, off you know, going toward a Washington Square Park, I found this little game, coffee, tea, game room, and they just had every single game you could imagine. Uh, it would have made all the Games Garden fans from comedy sports, world championships, cream their jeans uh, to be so coarse about it. It was fantastic all the games you could imagine were there and available to be played and many the place was full of people playing games and it was fantastic so every block I'm convinced every single block in that town there's something that's going to be unique and fun or to your liking it seems like every single street I turned down it was a something cool was on that street and it just feels like no matter which one you turn down, you're going to find something cool on that street. Now, I know that's not true, but it just feels that way. Um, there were parts of that city, you know, I'm going to say, you know, just take, you know, Tribeca and the houses, the high rises, all the the big city buildings and all the people there. Just in that neighborhood, there's probably more people in that neighborhood than in, you know, West Seneca. And it just, they're in high rises and buildings and homes and just so many people. And that's just one neighborhood. And there's 20 of those neighborhoods all through Manhattan. And then you go into the Bronx and Brooklyn. There's those little neighborhoods. And all those little neighborhoods, you know, they're not all huge. But some of these neighborhoods seem like there's so many people inside them that they're their own little city, their own little village inside the city. Not just a neighborhood, but a, like, its own thing. Like, you could probably have, you know the Greenwich Village uh, Police Department, the Little Italy Police Department, uh, 
the Harlem Police Department, you know, each of these neighborhoods, uh, East Village, West Village, uh, Tribeca, you know, uh, Soho, Midtown, they could all have their own little police forces, their own little hospitals, their own little schools. And it probably feels like that for pe- for people who live there. They probably, there's some folks who don't leave. I I know people that I used to work with up in Niagara County who had said that they haven't left Niagara County in 25 years. And I, I, I can't even fathom that. I mean, if anyone knows Niagara County, it is home of Niagara Falls. And that's about it. Uh, there's a couple nice little towns up there, uh, Lewiston and uh, Niagara on the Lake. Lockport's a little weird sometimes. Uh, Wheatfield, I don't, you know, there's Cambria, there's other little towns up there, but there's really nothing up there. But to never leave that county for decades is just mind boggling. And I can imagine, though, there are people who live in those neighborhoods who probably haven't left that neighborhood in years because they don't need to. Everything they need is probably right there. They, you know, if they work in that neighborhood, too, you know, the only time they leave is if they work outside of it. But I bet you there's folks who live, work, eat, uh, shop, do everything they need in a 10 block radius or five block radius, or their little neighborhood. And it just is mind-boggling, you know, the amount of people all day, all night that you can see. And it's it's a culture shock from Buffalo to New York City. I mean, we are on opposite ends of the state and opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to size and density and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Buffalo is very spread out, more or less. The high rises are right downtown and there's just a handful and they are small comparatively to anything in that city. And uh, I don't think I could live there you know, full-time. Don't mind visiting. If they send me for training again for some for another survey and they send me to New York, I'm glad to go. It's going to be, I look forward to it. But I could not live there full-time. I would probably run myself ragged, uh, always wanting to be doing something, always wanting to you know, be trying and doing more. And seeing that city, there's always something to do and probably something available to do, and I would keep trying to do things. I would be, you know, running around going crazy. Maybe if, you know, if I had done that when I was 20, maybe that would be who I am now, and I would be a New Yorker, and I would have found myself there and been, you know, who knows? But I didn't go there in my 20s. And I decided to not go and run away to New York and take that chance. Sometimes I think maybe 
what what you know what a what woulda coulda shoulda, or what what woulda coulda. Uh, yeah, you can think about it, but it's not really like I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't have the people in my life that I have in my life today. My daughters, my fiance, my friends things would be very different and would I be happier would I be richer would I be poorer would I be alive who knows who knows but I'm here now and that's what's happy and fun so yeah that was my trip to New York Uh, the training was solid learned everything I could learn and I know I'm going to forget things, but it's trial and error at this point. And the more I do it, the more I will get used to it. It's not a hard thing to learn. It's just a matter of not having had jobs in the past where uh, keeping accurate notes and keeping, you know, check- checking emails on a daily twice a day basis you know there was uh, the only other job I had where emails were a thing was if I checked it at the beginning of the week and at the end of the week that was fine Uh, now I need to be checking it every morning and every afternoon because who knows what's going on and this is new for me so it's good hmm that is some good tea. Uh, there was something I was going to talk about. And I that there will be no story time today. I do apologize, folks. Uh, where There was no story time last week for the search for tea. Uh, I've been... The new job has got me working right away. And I was doing things plus we had a big snow overnight over 10 inches i mean that's not amazing for buffalo that's pretty common uh but i had to get up early and shovel my driveway our driveway and then go to my parents house and shovel their driveway and that knocked the heck out of me so a nice warm shower and then started doing some work and Time flies by, and the next thing you know, it's like, oh my gosh, I have not prepared anything for, uh, you know, no story titles. I've got nothing to go off, so I'm not even going to worry about it this week. Uh, it's more of a chatty, chit chatty week because something was on my mind. Like I, I heard something this week, and it made me think. And I want to bounce it off you guys, so. If you could send me back some feedback on this topic, that would be cool. And I recently, you know, the new meme, the new catchphrase going around, everyone's hip to it now. Okay, Boomer. And it is a definite slam on the Boomer, the baby Boomer generation. And a a little rightfully so. Uh, I'm not of the baby boomer generation. Like there's several lists 
and several different, I looked this up at least earlier, uh, there's several different time frames which are groups or sites, you know, websites, stuff that list the generations from different time, you know, points of time, you know, 40, like the silent generation from 1925 to 1945. And that group would then have the baby boomers from 46 to 64. But I've seen other groups where they have them at 44 to 64. And <clears throat> millennials being uh, mid-80s to mid-90s, but some other groups having it going from, you know, later 80s to or or mid eighties to early two thousands, so if it is it a twenty year period, uh, that a lot of folks are, you know, generating around because I've seen my generation, Generation X, apparently, uh, you know, sixty one to eighty one. I've also seen sixty five to seventy nine. So is it a fifteen year difference? Is it a or or span or twenty year span? Not really sure, but with all that being said, I am the child of baby boomers. And according to some lists, I am the parent of millennials. Okay? I'm neither. I'm right in, I'm that Gen X. I'm in the middle. Now, Millennials bitch about the baby boomers, like, uh, all right, old man, old lady, you're, you're, you know, you're just out of touch. You just don't get it. You're, you know, okay, boomer. And the baby boomers hate being dismissed like that. I get it. And the baby boomers look at the millennials like, you don't know anything. You haven't experienced anything. You're, you're smug. You're, you know, uh, arrogant. You're soft. You're lazy. You're, you know, all these things. I don't agree with all of it. Some of it I can see their gripes being legit. Uh, there's some. People in both groups, I just want to just throttle. Just grab them about the head and slap them a few times. Just shut the fuck up. And here's the thing that they don't, that they're missing. That they have a, 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 you know, a commonality that they don't recognize. And I'm just, this is all just me you know, extrapolating, but the baby boomers were the folks back in the 60s who were changing the way things were going, taking the status quo and changing it and uh, loosening up the collar and doing all these things and the hippie love. and But they were the ones who were, to steal a phrase from today, the baby boomers back then, a good chunk of them, not all of them, much like today, you know, a good chunk of them, they were woke as fuck for their time period, for their generation, for their 
place in time and history, they were woke as fuck for what was going on for them. So these millennials who think that they're radical about being all woke, they were back then. Like a good portion of this millennial elect generation are now. Uh, They just didn't have the terminology you do. It's not the same term, but it's the same ethic. You know, changing the status quo because the status quo is evil or bad and we've got to fix it. That's sort of what they were doing back then in their way. It's what millennials are doing now in their way. Is either of them better or worse? Eh, No. Is either generation better or worse? No. And here's why. Like I said, I am the the child of of boomers and the parent of millennials. So I am neither of you. Therefore, I'm better than both. You know, I'm just saying. Uh, we had we had to deal. Like you millennials don't realize, we had to deal with them destroying the planet and us watching it and not being able to stop it because the thumb was too heavily on. And uh, back in the 70s and the 80s, you know, the environmentalists finally had a chance when our rivers were burning to change things. And we finally did in a good way. Uh, So we had to watch our parents and that generation just, you know, the hippies that changed the, the part of the generation that changed for the good, the other part of the generation changed it for greed. And I mean, that's how it always is. So, but we had to watch all that happen. And then we had to deal with the millennials complaining about it all, and rightfully so. Please keep complaining, because my generation has not fully um, taken care of what the boomers have destroyed. So, you know, come along, keep complaining, you know. Get on our asses and you know, and help my generation who are dragging their feet a little bit, but we're still better than both because uh, we're we're in the middle. We're we're like the cream of the Oreo cookie. We're like the good inside yumminess. We're the warmness, the good, the tastiness. Uh, both ends like are like an Oreo cookie. That's so much. I, I like that. Hard and crusty and hard and, you know, uh, the old people are hard and, you know, not going to change. And the young people are hard and not going to change. And the outside of, you know, those two groups on the outside and in the middle, creamy filling. Gen X is the creamy filling. So... 
that's that's where I'm going with that. Generation X is the creamy filling in this Oreo cookie of generations. And I say I'd rather be a creamy filling than a hard crust, you know, hard outside coating. I'd rather be warm and tasty on the inside. Mm. So, with that, I'm getting on my last sip, and uh, I'm going to sign off for today. Sign off for today. I've never said that one before. That seems not normally what I should say. It doesn't feel right. But I'm going to say it again. I'm going to sign off for today um, and end it with a note for kindness, a message for kindness. Be good and kind to each other. Uh, if you're anywhere in the Northeast, you know the winter time is here. Cold and snow and driving can get hazardous. And if you see someone on the side of the road who needs a help, who needs some help getting pushed out or something like that, if you can, give a hand, help out. This is that time of year when being a good neighbor is even more, you know, doubly needed, triply needed. Um, if you see a complete stranger on the side of the road who needs some help because they got stuck in a ditch or they slid off the road a little bit and they need some hand getting back on, if you can be that hand, do it. Because there'll be a point when you're off the road and you're going to need that hand. And if you extended it, I think karma will bring that hand back to you. And if you didn't have the opportunity to do it yet, and it happens for you, you'll definitely do it moving forward. That's how that stuff sort of works. So be kind to everybody. Be good. Smile. Share love. That's all we can do sometimes. Stay warm this chilly November. And uh, remember, it's not always about the tea, but about the time spent. Thank you for spending your time with me. I'm Kehoe. This is T. You are you. And we'll see you soon. Mm. Yeah, that was tasty. I'll turn this off right now.